So, uh, what did this start with? David Diggs? Brunch. Hit it, boys! We're recording, and eh, what do we think? Hamilton. I couldn't make it past the credits, just couldn't do it. Fun fact, uh, you didn't know when we were having doing that little joke last week that uh, when we were saying that we would just cut out the music, that it's only music, but yeah. the, the twist there is uh, I also didn't know that. <laughs> so both <laughs> of us just had the stupidest conversation in the world, and listeners couldn't tell, is this some weird joke they're doing that they're both in on, which sounds like something they would do, or are they just completely ignorant to this entire big pop culture phenomenon which also is something we would do didn't know there was only music the whole time yeah me either and uh i mean i like that we've sort of played the long game here and that when we do have a conversation in which we both sound completely idiotic and just (laughs) painfully stupid that people think that it's a joke that's right we can't lose Right. Yeah. We can't lose. We're the uh we're the original. It was a prank, bro. <laughs> Except we'll just say it was a podcast. What do we know? We were just it was a podcast. If we knew if if this were intelligent, this would be radio. Jeez. <laughs> Come on. I did watch Hamilton and uh, I've seen a lot of the I've seen a lot of people who hadn't seen Hamilton, had never listened to the soundtrack, tweet out like Oh, shocker. Saw Hamilton. It wasn't that good. And you all were just being super horny for no reason because you just wanted to fit in. And I'm like, all right, maybe you genuinely didn't like it, but you suck for all this stuff you're saying. And I'll say I watched it and I only listened to the soundtrack a couple of times. I didn't get crazy into the soundtrack like everybody else because it felt weird. Like reading the, I don't know, it felt like reading like the the bibliography without uh, actually reading the report, you know, it's weird to just like only listen to a soundtrack and not see uh, a play. Although I've learned that like with dear Evan Hansen and shit like that, people will just listen to the soundtrack without seeing the movie or the play. They'll listen to it a million times. And then when they go see the play, they're like, they're so happy because they're hearing the songs in context. And honestly, even just hearing the songs a few times before watching the quote unquote play, I was so into it. I was like waiting for them to talk about their shot. There's a, they sing a lot about whether or not they're going to throw away their shot. They're not intent on throwing away their shot. And I thought it was terrific. Biggest takeaway though, this is going to be up your alley. I kind of sat back on this because I saw people tweeting like I'd never seen Hamilton before, but oh my goodness, Leslie Odom Jr. Yum, yum, yum. I'm like, Please listen to any of the hot guys versus Weatherman Pot. We didn't even know who Leslie Odom Jr., what he did. We just knew he was hot. So we were in on him. But my big takeaway, oh my goodness, Pete, David Diggs. Diggs. Yep. Holy shit. Like, I thought that I could not be more impressed with him. And then I realized I didn't really understand his story. I was like, wow. So this guy does Hamilton. They put him in blind spotting and he's just like, he is on his way. And I said this at a family thing. And my sister was like, that's absolutely not what happened. (laughs) He was, they cast him in Hamilton because he was a musician, not a Broadway actor. 
I was like, they put some guy who wasn't even a Broadway actor in like a prominent role on Broadway when like Lin-Manuel Miranda was like hot shit. So people were going to be excited for this. And he just took some random ass musician, dropped him into it. And he ended up being great. She was like, you, you idiot. No, he was a rapper and it would be unreasonable to expect Broadway actors to be good rappers. <laughs> right. So they cast a rapper to do, and for, so she explained it like a hundred million times, but either way, my mind remains blown that this guy was, <laughs> this guy's a musician and they're like, yo, you want to do this play? And maybe he was trying to be an actor too. I don't know. I should really check this. Why, why, why would that even blow your mind in the first place? You know how many like random people who do other things, they just put in movies because they do other things like action. Bronson is not a trained actor. Oh boy. Is he not? And he did everything. <laughs> right. So they throw him in shit all willy nilly. That happens all the time in, in movies and TV. But it, it's different to me. It's because it's not a cameo. Like you, you go, go right. watch Hamilton and you'll be like, yo, I don't give a fuck about Lin-Manuel Miranda. Leslie Odom Jr. wouldn't kick him out of bed, but I am here for I mean, I don't the need to, digs. I don't need to, to watch Hamilton to not give a fuck about Lin-Manuel Miranda. No did offense. People, did, did people try canceling him? I don't know. I just, I just don't, I don't. He rubs me the wrong way. I don't know if it's because like my my biggest exposure to Lin Manuel Miranda was Curb Your Enthusiasm, and he was just the worst fucking guy in so, in that show. But also like he has the weirdest Twitter account. He just like everything that I've been exposed to to Lin Manuel Miranda is just super fucking weird and not up my alley. I loved Lin Manuel Miranda in Curb, and I also I really do do not care about him, but I loved him in Curb because. I'm a little bit like this, but he was this to an extreme. He's like that good collaborator who is still kind of a pain in the ass as a collaborator, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. He, like he, he has all these ideas and he's super excited about them. And then like Larry David's like, Oh, I was thinking we could do this. And he's like, that's very cool that you were thinking that. So, and then he just like kind of moves <laughs> on with his own idea. And I think that they're like, there are those types of um, I don't know whether you want to like to call them type A when you call them alphas, whatever, but like that are still a bit of a shit. And that's what he comes off as in Curb Enthusiasm. So I was, I mean, I did not like that season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. My favorite thing about it, I think might've been how big of a shit Lin-Manuel Miranda was. Now, the reason I didn't like other parts of that season was because, you know, they made fun of PTSD and and not in like a not like not in like a oh you can make jokes about anything it's just a joke like there wasn't much of a joke to it do you remember that storyline yeah with the uh the the guy who was, was like was, dating somebody yeah he was marrying he? uh wow why can't i think of her name the uh, jeff's little angel who uh oh god who, who larry is horrible to one of the great episodes, she keeps singing uh, Frankie Valley. Remember, she sings Frankie Valley at the the, the party. She's singing uh, "Can't Take My Eyes Off You," and he cuts her off early. Oh like, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, great, yeah. great job. Okay, all done. And then he's staying over there because someone's out to get him, and she's singing in the morning. And he's like, uh, "Shut, shut the, the fuck up! Shut <laughs> the fuck up!" Oh, that's an iconic scene for sure. Because it comes with a top Susie moment. You hear. Uh, 
mommy, Larry told me to shut the fuck up. And then I can't even replicate this. The He did what? <laughs> she comes in and just starts beat. If memory serves, she just starts like kicking his ass. <laughs> you have hurt that little girl. What's her name? It's not uh, Susie. Uh, is it uh, Maddie? I have no idea. I don't know. We'll, I'm we'll bad just... with names. Don't remember faces. Can't remember names. That's what Billy Joel said in his hit, The Entertainer. But I'll tell you, man, check out, you'd have to get into music, but check out Hamilton. And I would recommend listening to the soundtrack about 3,000 times before you watch it. Because it is a little tough to follow the actual storyline when you're just like, wow, David Diggs is rapping with a French accent. God, he's so great. I'm just so into David Diggs. I'm just smitten by him the whole time. What What I mean, is there to not like about that guy? I have no idea. I mean, Blind Spotting was one of my favorite movies of whatever year it came out. I think it was like 2018 or something. I that was so, so under the radar. And I mean, just an incredible movie. So my sister was, exp- I was like, wait, no, this can't be because he's a movie actor. He was in Blind Spotting, And she was like, all right, I haven't seen Blind Spotting, but that movie was made by... He's like rap group or whatever. She was yeah, like, so was there Paul- any rap in it? And I was like, oh yeah, he raps the whole time. She's like, yeah, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Both of those guys are, are rappers the, in blind spotting. So the the other guy, the guy that's super duper Oakland. Yes, yeah, yeah. Both that those guy, guys are rappers. Man, that guy, I know it's set in Oakland, but like he has some real old school South Boston energy to him. Like the... yeah. This isn't exactly what I thought it would always be. I'm going to go kick this guy's ass. That character, man, and the gun. If you guys haven't seen Blind Spotting, that's I think I've I rewatched that during quarantine. I've rewatched that movie so many times. And it's just it's so good and very relevant these days. Yeah. I um I'm also I'm I th- I love David Diggs's everything he's doing in Hamilton. But also, there's just... We've talked about great speaking voices. Yeah. I forget who we threw on that list. It was like John Mayer was on there. Ham. I think it's, it's really like a John thing. But uh, I would uh, say... Bon Iver, Justin Vernon has an unbelievable Oh, my God. Yeah. Unbelievable speaking voice. Pipes. We found that out uh, pretty recently. Or at least I found that out pretty recently. I've had a, a huge Bon Iver fucking phase during quarantine. Like, he's just... Been, I've just become like completely obsessed i need to get more into going back when you asked me if i wanted to go to that bon iver show and at like bought at uh the garden yeah and the tickets were like 120 dollars or something and i was like ah i mean i like bon iver uh but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna drop that kind of cash at this point in time i would fucking no hesitation drop that much money yeah that i've got to get more into bon iver i've seen him at like festivals and just kind of stood by nearby stages and been like this is cool and everybody's really into it i uh i liked the i think his most recent album i comma i and his interview on time crisis just made him seem like such a cool dude and honestly that's what like time crisis got me more into vampire weekend like they came out with uh, they had one album that I already liked quite a bit. Then they came out with Father of the Bride that I loved. And then I started following Ezra on Twitter and I saw that he had a radio show with Seinfeld 2000. And I was like, I've got to check this out. And honestly, like listening to that and 
hearing what a cool and like good dude Ezra Koenig is made me like Vampire Weekend more. It made me listen to more of their music. Similarly, I listened to Bon Iver on Time Crisis and I was like, A, you're correct. What pipes? Yeah. Really and cool it's like, pipes. Like the deepest, like the deepest speaking voice ever, which is hilarious considering the way that he sings. Yeah. And he's a, uh, he's something that has, I have a soft spot in my heart for. He was a, uh, a jock mm-hmm. in high school that was just like really into to art and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, like very horribly uh, had a, uh, dear family friend die recently and he was the captain of the hockey team but he was also in like all of the chorus like all the different choirs because he just like was he he, like he was the ultimate uh like if i think something's cool i'm gonna do it thing and he was just like super nice to everybody and i remember thinking like i'm like wow what a rare breed like especially now it's called being ahead of your time it, it is like I, I would say I said this to somebody at the wake and like we were like crying like crazy. I was like, we live in a time now where like every like there's like a lot of pressure, which is good. There's a lot of pressure to be like a good, understanding, caring person. And if you're not that all the time, everyone's like, yo, you're the worst. And I think the the assumption or the charade that like you've always been the most caring and the most considerate and the most like uh, learned person that kind of takes away from the people who like legitimately always were like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a long a roundabout thing to say. Uh, very sad uh, this, uh, that, uh, that, that we lost this, this fella, but he was that, that type that was like, yeah, I'm the captain of the hockey team. Also, I think that like harmony is really cool. And if I can get in on some people singing some fun tunes, I'm going to do that. And Justin Vernon seems like that, that type. And that's, he's old enough. And uh, my friend was old enough that like, that wasn't commonplace. It might be commonplace now, which is like really cool. You remember like Chris Martin got a lot of flack for saying that, he was into theater and music when he was a kid and like people call, I, if I'm remembering this wrong, I apologize, but I think he said he was into theater and music when he was a kid. So people called him gay and he like, wasn't sure. He was like, I, I think I'm straight, but am I gay? And for, I, I maybe he, he said this differently, but he caught flack for saying that. So like, sim- similarly to what you just said. Okay. I, and honestly, from my experience growing up, like I don't doubt that for a second. No, definitely not. Like, you know, nope. That shit happens all. That has happened all the time when I was growing up. Right. Where like, like it's not a good thing, but like it it happened for sure. I mean, I mean, we talk about it all the time in one of the biggest TV shows of the time of the era. Friends. Friends yeah. Joey does ballroom dancing, comes back, and Monica goes, "Hey, how's dancing? Gay yet?" Right. And there's there's a laugh track, and I always focus on that I always focus on the laugh track and things like that. Like uh, not to get too into the weeds, but when, if uh, I don't know whether um, if it's like Jimmy Kimmel stuff or like he did this on the man show, like I believe me, I always thought the man show was the stupidest thing in the world, but I don't think 
the whole story is Jimmy Kimmel did this on the man show. I think the story is Jimmy Kimmel did this on the man show. It aired and it got this rating because people enjoyed it, which mm-hmm. is, which is a, a horrible reflection of, of the times, but it's an accurate reflection of, of the times show. So shout out like a shout out that fortunately we've all gotten better. Big shout out to the Gillette commercial. I still cannot believe <laughs> that anybody took issue with that Gillette commercial. That Gillette commercial, maybe, like, I don't think it bit off more than it could chew. It was really swinging for the fences. It was like, you know what? There's a lot of stupid shit that, like, has just existed, and it's probably going to continue to exist because that's what we do. We just get used to doing shit, and we don't ask why is the, why are people like this or why why isn't this fair. Gillette was like, hey, if you can control it, which you can, don't be a dick to people. Do you think that I do think it's funny that like I'm pretty confident. I'm like 85% confident at this point that if anybody asked you on your deathbed like what the turning point in society was, you'd be like, "Ah, that Gillette commercial from I would, 2018." Yo, the Gillette commercial does not get enough love because honestly, we had this podcast where we were meandering like around trying to I mean, we we probably still had stenches of yesteryear on us, but we always thought like i think like from the beginning of this podcast we were like don't like broy stuff wasn't our thing and it's kind of never been it's i think that's like what the entire basis of this podcast was like founded upon was like you don't be don't be scared to to, to like fruity drinks don't be scared to say that a guy is as handsome don't be afraid to like do all these things that 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 are like considered uh, oh yeah, that's like yeah, toxic like masculinity. Or or yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, and I, I got mad. I got mad at our pal uh, Ryan Lambert because he tweeted. Uh, I we I made fun of Nathan for you, nice. and uh, or we made fun of Nathan for you on the podcast. And he said uh, he tweeted something like, "Oh well, they need something to do other than uh, pretending they're gay." And I was very offended by that because I was like, I don't, we, we're doing what we do and being ourselves and embracing like maybe some, uh, what were once non-traditional like behaviors for straight males only to say like, this is the, these are what, this, this is what we are and yeah. this is normal. So like, if you're, I don't know, I, I thought this way when I watched Scrubs, I think Scrubs overdid it, but like JD was a very like quote unquote effeminate character and everyone would make fun of him for it. But I was like, yo, uh, excuse me. He's not really a cartoon because I walk around like singing to myself all day. And I cares about his hair. Right. Like, doesn't doesn't uh, proudly wear wrinkles in his clothes. Oh, like, that was a big turning point for us. Yeah. The, uh, the iron discussion. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. And yeah, we would mocking the old does that thing come in men's stuff and again we're still we're we're both still men and we're both still stupid so that makes us stupid men so Mm -hmm. we're we're not i don't know it sounds like suddenly i i've accidentally taken us into a like we're uh holier than thou type of thing but i really do think that that gillette commercial kind of uh (laughs) kind of uh, like went for the same stuff that that we try to go for, which is being a hey, dude doesn't hey guys mean you don't have to be the worst tough <laughs> asshole to everybody yeah. you know so yeah, you and don't honestly have to be a fucking asshole 
And when I, and whenever I, I believe me, I'm an asshole a, a million different ways. And I feel bad when I am, but I don't think I'm an asshole in that sort of quote unquote toxic masculinity way. So, uh, what did this start with? David Diggs? So yeah, we're talking about uh, great speaking voices. Just great cla- speaking voices. Just a classic brunch falling down the hole and tumbling until we end up in some place that we never thought we'd get to. No, that was a, that was two great speaking voices speaking about <laughs> how great they each are. Right. That that I I really hope that didn't come off as virtue signaling or whatever. I just uh, once the once we get to the gillette commercial once that comes up we we feel some kind of way <laughs> that's the gillette commercial is our song it's our anthem when the that's we should do some sort of meme of that like when the gillette commercial comes on in the club and it's like <laughs> i'm dancing hell yes uh yeah i know yeah uh, there's been like a lot of anthem talk recently where like people are are like like my the one true anthem and things like that when when we we should jump in on that meme and be like yo the one true anthem and have it be a screenshot of the youtube video of the july commercial yeah what if like we rewatch that Gillette commercial and find that there's actually like a lot wrong? It with just it? doesn't age well. Yeah, we watch it. We're like, oh my god, it's all white people. What the fuck, maybe, Gillette? Maybe that can be an episode of What's Cooking. What's Cooking? Rewatch the Gillette commercial. You know, it'd be tight uh, if, if we do. Um, at some point, we're gonna do live shows at uh, some some local breweries. Once we can do that. Uh, Fortunately, it seems like these breweries are doing well and surviving, but uh, we said at the beginning to a couple of breweries that we would go and uh, do a show there and give all the ticket sales to the, the brewery because we fuck with those breweries. But like a nice thing like at the beginning, instead of like uh, how maybe one would play the national anthem, maybe we could play the Gillette commercial. Hell yes. <laughs> Big fan of that. Big fan of that. We should make t-shirts that say... It's like the Gillette logo, but it just says like the Gillette commercial. You should say, uh, I'm a fan. T-shirt, t-shirts that say, or uh, bumper stickers that say, my other car is the Gillette commercial. <laughs> my other ass. Yeah. We haven't gone into the uh, bumper sticker game as much as we, we could. No, people have asked. People have been like, yo, can we get some stickers? Because I think people like stickers for like their laptops and, and things like that. Yeah, I like that. We should make some stickers. Also, we have gotten a few. Hey, man. Hearing your talk about shorts, would definitely buy some brunch shorts. You I just get can't an really make them. Uh, yeah, I got an update on um on uh, on merch this week from from Ryan. Uh, we can't put anything new into the into the merch store until like mid August because of coronavirus. Ooh, like their production has like really really slowed down, and um, the whatever it's called, the fulfillment thing that we go through is just not taking any new products. It is going slow. We have some people uh, very kindly who have bought merch during these uh, uncertain times, and it's taken quite long for them to ship, but I think uh, some of them have begun to ship, so uh, shout out you guys. I'm still perusing some merch on the old on the old interwebs. I almost, I'm very close to pulling the trigger on a uh, 1994 Vince Gill shirt. You watch that no Eagles? Way. You watch that no, Eagles of course on ESPN? No. <laughs> Did you think that I was going to do that? I think it's so funny that <laughs> with like a lack of sports, ESPN's like, 
what can we show? We got nothing to show. We could show the last dance a billionth time, or we could show another 30 for 30. I don't know, like a very old, like meaning like elderly, not like years ago, like a current. Wait, that was like a current concert? That was from 2018. Yes, I went to that. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't live. I thought you meant it was like live. No, no, no. The Eagles did a, um, the Eagles made like a concert video of uh, their, their past tour that where they, Glenn Fry is obviously dead, but they replaced him with Deacon Fry, Glenn Fry's son, and then brought on Vince Gill to just beef up the lineup. So there was like 600 dudes on stage just playing guitar. You probably would have liked it. It sounds like a, uh, is it diarrhea planet that does that? Yeah. Yeah. Just like nothing but guitars everywhere. Yep. Yep. Oh. I actually wrote about, uh, I wrote about diary planet and, uh, today's newsletter. Nice. For CBS sports. Uh, somebody asked me in the mailbag, what was the greatest concert that I've ever gone to on a whim? And, Ooh. uh, and my buddy, Jim, Jim Lyons, you know, you know, oh, the yeah. old famous Jim. Uh, he was the one who got me into Diarrhea Planet. He just had an extra ticket one day and was like, hey, you want to come? And I mean, I had heard about Diarrhea Planet and how good they were live. I wasn't totally like exposed to them. But I mean, there's a there's a certain intrigue and interest in going to check out the music of a band that calls itself Diarrhea Planet. So I went. I mean, they played with Jeff the Brotherhood in that show. It was fucking Ooh. unbelievable. Where was that? At the Sinclair. Yeah, that, that sounds like a pretty uh, strong bill. I'm surprised that uh, that they would. I would think that maybe that would be more of like a paradise type thing. No, I mean it was it was. Uh, I wouldn't say that it was like totally packed, but it was it was a good crowd, um, and it was sort of like a one A and one B situation. Like Diarrhea Planet got a good, healthy amount of time as the opener, and then Jeff the Brotherhood crushed afterwards too. Okay, so that makes sense. All right, so they were they were opening. I can't think of the last concert I really went to. On a, I mean, there was the, it, it could be Pearl Jam. That was a day of uh, tweet to the world. Someone give me Pearl Jam tickets, and then went with uh, went with Brian, and that was a really good time. Best part of that though, uh, going to the bathroom, everybody just yelling out Eddie Vedder impressions. <laughs> That's awesome. I was I was pretty buzzed. I was taking a whiz, and I was like, I'm gonna take this for a spin. No, call hey. me Dadera. And like <laughs> everybody started singing back. And then, like, before long, we were doing like James Hetfield impressions. So, like, a bunch of dudes, like, imagine waiting to go into the bathroom, a bunch of dudes walking out. They're like, Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Did I, did I ever tell you that I, uh, I hung out with Eddie Vedder for like a good 10 minutes on yeah. uh, walking to a Red Sox game once? So, you, yeah, you told me you were like stride for stride with him one day, right? Yeah, and I just I like struck up a conversation. He was just the nicest dude in the world, and nobody recognized him except for me. That's so weird. How do you not recognize Eddie Vedder? I don't know. It was crazy. Like I was just walking right next to him, and I was like waiting for somebody to to say something and to like break the ice because I didn't want to be the guy to be like, uh, "Hey, Eddie." And nobody was saying anything. And I was like, well, I'm not going to walk like two blocks to Fenway along right next to Eddie Vedder and not say anything. So I like, I said hi. And his bodyguard like clearly looked back being like, do I have to do something here? Noticed that I was like five feet tall and the most unthreatening person <laughs> of all time. And we, and we just had a conversation for like two blocks and it was fucking, he was the nicest guy. He saw that you were with me and he was like, wait, is this guy with you? And you were like, yeah. And he was like, all right, they're safe. <laughs> <laughs> could be a, if he was like a lone ranger lone lone wolf or something but 
They're these two extremely weak people. Ah, you're not weak. You're how are you uh, physically? Uh, right weaker now. than I've ever been in the past, like since high school, probably. The arms are very thin. Can you still? There was like a while I couldn't flex both biceps. I mean, that my was like five years ago. Not doing can, much these days. Yeah, I'm. Uh, speaking of concerts that we went to on a whim, uh, well, we didn't go to this one on a whim, but I've been thinking a lot lately about that church's show from like what 2016, maybe 2016, 2017 at the House of Blues. Oh, that was, I think it was 2006. It was the year we went to Lollapalooza. What was the, what was the year that uh, the Penguins played the Sharks in the Stanley Cup final? Because that Penguins was on TV. This... Oh, good call. Uh, 2000... That, was, that would have been 2007. I think it's... I th- no, that would have been 2000. I don't know. One of those years. Yeah, 16 or 17. Yeah. So I, I was thinking about that lately just because I think that's like... I think it was 16. One of yeah. the best shows, because who did the Penguins beat? The, did the Penguins beat somebody else the next year? Penguins, it was uh, Sharks the first year and uh, Knights. The, no, Capitals beat the Knights. Uh, who did that? Uh, who was in the Western? I don't know. It's driving me crazy now. I got to find it out. Penguins beat the. So uh, 2016 was the Sharks. 2017 was the Predators. That's right. Oh my God. I completely forgot about that, which is weird. Yeah. I shouldn't have forgotten that because people were so excited that the Predators. Yeah. Final. Yeah. That, that was, that run was incredible. Um, no, I was thinking about the church's show because I, I, I honestly think that that's like one of the best shows that I've been to uh, of like the past 10 years. That was a great, I was, it was so I much agree. fun because it, it's, it's always a big part of great shows is, when everyone is excited about that band. Like I saw Lake yeah. Street Dive right after their second album came out. And like their second album was like a few days old. Everyone had listened to it a million times. They came out with all this energy and they just fucking rocked the house. Alex Cameron at Sinclair recently, he'd recently put out an album. Everyone was really into it. And that was like the most electric I've ever seen Sinclair. So I, I think a lot of it is the excitement for the band and they had they had put out uh the they just released every open eye every open eye yeah yeah they they just put that out and everyone was into it and like i was hoping they would play high enough to carry you over and they did it was that list was unbelievable and i mean you are right that was at the height of church's popularity because every open eye people started to realize they were like this band is unbelievable and everybody was very excited to be there it was like a summer night it was like great weather i'm sure people had been pre-gaming or something and i i believe it was a weekend i think it was like a friday night it was a saturday because the friday was friday was either the draft the draft lottery or something no the was it no it was something because you had didn't you somebody just came in from buffalo brian I came from Buffalo. Oh, wait, it was 2016. And get this. I had just come back from Buffalo because the Bruins had just been busy <laughs> trading Dougie Hamilton for uh, uh, first and two seconds and then picking three times in a row and taking junk. I think that I got back. Man, I'm forget. There was also, I think it was my birthday also. 
Because on before the game, I went to or before the concert, uh, my friend had uh, her company's Red Sox tickets. So we did like a Red Sox day game, got pretty buzzed. Then we met. Then we all met up before the show at uh, Yard House, mm-hmm. which I'll tell you, in its infancy, I was a big Yard House guy. I, I mean, I'm like, still a, I'm still a, in on Yard House. Yard yeah. House is one of the better spots in in the Fenway area. Yeah, and you know where we wound up after the show? Yard House. Baby. We went back to the Yard House. <laughs> we were standing outside. I was we. I mean, we were all quite drunk. <laughs> Yes. I saw a, uh, a a Bruins coach was there, and like we made eye contact, and I was like, "This isn't going to be good." So I walked <laughs> over to him, and uh, he a really really awesome guy. So we just like chatted for a little bit. Then I like caught myself kind of talking shop. I was like, "How do you think Carlo is? What do you think of Carlo? He's like a good scare." I'm gonna leave. Okay, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so no, nice. I, I crushed a plate of nachos to myself uh, while watching the Stanley Cup final game that was on TV. Uh, but my buddy Lee, he had like never even heard of churches before that night, and he that's was just right. he was just looking for something to do. And I, I think I had an extra ticket. Oh no, he bought an extra ticket. He found it on like the secondary market. Just got it that night. And just decided to come. I think he had just recently broke up, broken up with his girlfriend and was like in that stage where he's just like trying to get out of the house, trying to yeah. do some, do some stuff, stay busy. And he came and he was like, dude, that show is unbelievable. And now he fucking loves churches. And now I'm remembering this. Now I'm remembering this. I got back before, uh, Brian from Buffalo. Brian, Brian got back that day. Got back that day. Brian, if memory serves, like went right to the concert <laughs> yes. because we were already in the concert. We were already kind of banged up, and then he walked in, and like in the middle of the, that's a great feeling when mm-hmm. like you're already doing something, and someone is coming from wherever, and it's like, hey, and everyone's all psyched. Guess what, Deej? Uh, there's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. Sports are slowly making its way back with the UFC, NASCAR, soccer leading the way. Bet Online has all the best odds, lines, uh, odds and lines for the upcoming matches this weekend. If you need more, Bet Online has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day live for you to check out. If you need something else other than sports, maybe you're not a sports guy or gal. BetOnline also has hundreds of live casino games. They got poker tournaments and all the best props in the business. So visit BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device and join now to receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sports book experts at BetOnline.ag. You know what? I'll give you another example, too, of seeing a band at the height of their popularity. Terminal 5, New York. This must have been 20... Uh, I don't know when it would it have been 2013 uh, fun oh you love you love being like fun it was remember, you, you're like being the uh, hey remember fun guy I I will be because fun put out two excellent albums and then disappeared one of them was like hey i'm too good for you guys and then one of them was like whatever i'm gonna try to be a music producer and ruined the world <laughs> you know who i'm talking about yeah i sure do jack antonoff that would be yeah. one jack antonoff i made a pretty good jack antonoff joke the other day i forget what it was someone said uh 
it was some sports thing. They were saying that uh, somebody was like homogenizing um, either contracts or doing whatever. So I said they're the Jack Antonoff of sports. Uh, I think like you three, and Fuddle. three retweets. I, I, honestly, like I think like zero RT. You and Feidelberg liked it. Like the only <laughs> people that would get that joke, and then moved on. On the subject of music, a lot of good music out. Uh, and I'll tell you what, it takes some really good music to distract me from a Father John Misty covers EP. I have only listened to the Father John Misty covers EP once because I am listening to the greenhouse tapes by Houndmouth like crazy. It's so good. Have you been listening? I sure have. And they are very, very good. I love it so much. I want to nerd out about like certain aspects of it. I'll spare you the details, but there's a harmony on locomotive midnight. That is so cool. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to hit up Matt and be like, yo, that thing on locomotive midnight you do i see you i refrained instead just said ep's great well done fellas immediately got back a video (laughs) of him and shane in a car doing some hang loose (laughs) signs (laughs) it's like a two second thing we gotta get those we gotta get those bozos especially zach on soon yeah, because Zach doesn't like us or like doesn't acknowledge our existence. Right. We should be like, hey, uh, like, hey, what the fuck is this guy's deal? <laughs> we should reach out to Matt and Shane and be like, hey, loving the Howmouth EP. Thinking it's time we get some Howmouth representation on the old podcast. Uh, would you mind putting us in touch with Zach? <laughs> I'd love that move. I would also love uh, just like staging in an intervention with Zach and just having all four of us in the Why room. Why don't you goof off in. with us? Yeah, exactly. But, hey, what the fuck, man? This has been going on for far too long. Why aren't you being silly with us? We're all, we're all pretty like-minded here. There's <laughs> right. a bunch of well-intentioned goofballs. And you, I mean... He, especially for some, now it's going to sound like we're like picking on him. Huge fan. Love him on the song Southside. He's one of the few people whose like resting face is a great big smile. Yeah. He's what got a, a guy. He's just got a very interesting look. He's just one of those people that like you can't look away from because he's just got like a, he doesn't look like anybody else. I feel like. Yeah. He's, he's got, I mean, he's got a great singing voice. I love all their voices. I'm so glad that those guys are all in a band together. I love when it doesn't really happen anymore. When there's a band of like multiple good singers, they, they switch off taking songs, basically like what the Eagles were supposed to be before. Like they were, it became the Don Henley show and they arguably lost their best singer. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like that, uh, they arguably lost their best vocalist and they're still an unbelievable band with three great vocalists. Yeah, but that's, I mean, it's truly, it's a group of stars, but not only stars, really chill ass dudes. Mm -hmm. And And as you know, on this podcast, like not big into dudes. Right. But we like these dudes. Yeah. Well, we're, 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 we like dudes. We like, we like guys. We just don't, we don't like, we like fellas. (laughs) <laughs> is it just bros that we mainly don't like? But I'd like to, I've, I've said this before, I'd like to to take back bro. It's like when I tell you I want you to still wear 
like basketball jerseys and stuff because I want that look to be associated with a nice guy named Pete instead of like a frat guy who's going to throw a beer at your face. Is that the frat guys throw beers at each other's faces? I don't know. I don't hang out with frat guys to know, know well enough. It seems like something they do though. Sounds like we need to start hanging. We need to, we need to go undercover. Hang on with the frat guys. <laughs> I think uh, that uh, bro is beyond saving though. If, yeah. We're, I think we're, we're, uh, we're too late on that. I mean, Bernie, I still don't totally know what Bernie bro means, but it, I think it was used. It was like an mean, insult. Right. It was used to mean like you like Bernie, therefore thing. you're like uh, uh, an asshole. I, I've said this a few times recently because we've talked about, we've been talking about the old politics because there's an election coming up. It blows my mind. And you and I were on the same page as we didn't necessarily see this coming, but we both liked Bernie and Warren a good amount. We each had our preference. I think we had the same. I think we had the same preference. We might have been a couple of Bernie Bros, mm-hmm. and I was so happy and prepared to have either one of them as president. I was like, I, I would really love for Bernie to win, but if it's Warren, then hell yeah, we got a good president. We got a cable president. We got an adult in the room. Hell yes, and then. Bernie people were so mean to Warren people. Warren people were th- threw out some accusations about if you don't like Warren that I that I mean that I found offensive as a Warren supporter. And of so of course we just both ate each other alive. And mm-hmm. then the the Democratic Party was like, okay, well we definitely don't want want it to be Bernie. So while Warren's losing. Let's just uh, everybody support Biden, and here we go. And now, as we look at this race, and no offense to anybody who who is a, a Biden supporter, I, I'm by default a Biden supporter. No offense by uh, to anyone who like wanted Biden the whole way. Um, it's like this is what we're left with. There were some really good options, some really good options. Also. This was a roundabout way of me bragging. Uh, guess who followed me on Twitter the other day? Elizabeth Warren. Andrew Yang. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'll tell you, nice. I like that guy. Hmm? You probably want to Yang Yang now? I want to be friends. I, no, I, I thought the whole time during debates and everything, I was like, I would not vote for this guy. His uh, experience is probably lacking. But I mean, that hasn't stopped anybody else before. Exactly. But yeah. I was like, I like his message. And I think that he's a. This is clearly an upstanding citizen and Mm -hmm. I'm for upstanding citizens. So I don't know, maybe, maybe we'll develop a Twitter friendship and next election. I'm going to be like, yo, I hate to be biased, but I'm going with my friend, Andrew Yang. Like you go for the VP seat, man. Don't stop there. (laughs) Wouldn't be bad. Uh, Uh, What do you think about uh, Kanye? Yeah. I was like, we've talked politics long enough without talking about Kanye. I mean, it's insane, but no more insane than anything else we've seen. I just really need him to not do it. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to do it. Right. I mean, there's just no way that he's actually going to. He hasn't filed any of the paperwork from from what I've right. seen. It's like, uh, I, I mean, I feel I, I, I'm, I border between like worried and just like just really sad that Kanye is what he is right now. <laughs> It would because be, it is, I mean, it is for sure worrisome, like his behavior. 
Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. And I mean, obviously, like clinically, there he, he is not well. But that would be extremely harmful. It goes without saying, he wouldn't take away votes from Trump. He would take away votes from Biden. And although, as I say that, would he necessarily, like, I'd have to, to read up on this. I mean, I, I think that um, mostly, I, mostly I, I just associate what I just said with the fact that, uh, that Biden in all the primaries was doing very well among black voters and mm-hmm. like he could, Kanye could potentially take away like young black voters, but also couldn't people who are like, yo, I just want chaos. I want to fuck shit up. Those people vote for Trump. So wouldn't they be like, yo, Kanye's an even bigger unknown. I'm going to vote for him. I don't know. I just hate it. It just makes me so sad and freaks me the fuck out. But what else? What what doesn't freak you out these days? I, I mean, not a whole lot, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty mentally exhausted. Uh, Same at this point in time. Same. I mentally request- and physically, like I just it's weird because we talked about like how like our well being and we're like at the beginning and like I feel like we're kind of out of the like the quarantine stage. Like you can go, you can go do things. Like the weather is nice. Um, you obviously, obviously still have to like social distance and stuff, but like the options have opened up. Um, and I don't know right now I feel like I'm not in a, uh, in like a great place. (laughs) Yeah. I am taking a couple of days off at the end of this week, which I need. And I don't know if I'm going to go somewhere. Um, I I need to do something where I just go away and by myself for a little bit hopefully it's somewhere where maybe there can be water a lake a beach something but i really i I just very badly need to turn my brain off from a lot of things like my I, i am like rewriting what i thought was a pretty finished book on my anxiety and like yeah honestly like things things are popping up and just like it's it's different man like i just i i just feel burnt out from a lot of things and i'm like if i don't just like hit pause on everything then it'll probably only get worse and i don't want it to keep getting worse so i'm just gonna uh, maybe i'm gonna step away for a little bit yeah i have a i have a trip to portland planned for this weekend and that was almost canceled um because we had an airbnb and we had like double checked to see if the if the airbnb was going to be okay for us to use obviously with all this the shit that's going on and the the host was like yeah don't worry about it you'll be able to you'll be able to come uh no worries and then like a week before like last week the the host was like yeah no we're not renting it out due to covid and like i just been looking forward to to doing this and just going somewhere and kind of just like detaching myself for a few days. And I, I absolutely need it. So I was fucking like devastated. I was going to, I was going to lose my mind. Uh, we ended up getting a secondary place. Uh, but like, I just feel like I've sort of, there's been so many things that have stacked up over the past couple of months that like haven't been great for my mental well being. And then there's 
impending stress coming in the in the months ahead and like i don't know it just feels like i'm kind of on like a tightrope at this point i that that's a good way of putting what i was trying to articulate i have stuff in the future i'm worried about and i have stuff in the present i'm worried yeah, the about the day to day like the day to day every day is like oh my like what is going to set set you off <laughs> right and I, I saw uh, I saw a video. Feidelberg was talking about this. He just like put it very like simply, and it's not exactly what I'm dealing with. Something I, I've definitely had before, but just like the feeling of he said, like I just like I'm just like sick of being sad or something. Like I just like needed to stop for like one second, and I'm kind of that way with just being anxious and being stressed. And I would very much like any sort of little break from that Mm -hmm. just like if if i could just like reset the old brain and the batteries a teeny bit and it's weird like when i asked my boss for a couple days off which i have tons of vacation i can take i just don't usually take it i felt bad asking for it because i'm like we're we're working i feel like i'm working so little i'd love to be doing more but like there's only so much we can do with these circumstances so I'm like, it feels ridiculous for me to ask to take time off, but I need to be doing yeah. nothing. I, f- I mean, I feel the same way too. And, and it's also a, a sort of a case like, well, like what the hell are you going to do with this vacation time? Like what, like, what are you going to go out and go on fucking, you're going to go on vacation? You're going to go places? Probably not. But I think that there, for me, at least there's also like, I know the next couple of months are going to be, if everything goes to plan, the next couple of months are going to be really fucking hectic and I'm going to seriously regret not taking some time right now. Yeah, that's 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 exactly it. I realized earlier this week, I text one of my friends, I was like, oh my God, why didn't I take this week off? This would have been a perfect time to take a week off. And then I started thinking, I'm like, oh, now soccer is coming back. I'm going to be want, I'm going to want to be around for that. I'm sorry. Major League Soccer is coming back. I'm going to mm-hmm. want to be yeah. ooh, around ooh. for that. Uh, and then basketball is going to be around. Like if I don't take time off now, what am I going to do? And I was kind of freaked out about it. And, uh, my boss rules and you just like looked at the calendar and he was like, Hey, you could take a couple days at the end of this week. And I like could have kissed the email. I was like, (laughs) Oh my God, dude, you are saving my life. So I can't imagine we're the only ones. Yeah, I hope, I hope I, if you're way. listening, I hope that you're doing okay. Uh, and hopefully the, our discussion on this hasn't made you feel any worse about the outcome or the outlook of your own situation. Yeah, you, uh, you know it's also crazy? What? We're a couple of weeks away from... Uh, Beach Road Weekend, baby. Beach Road Weekend. 